0: What's pals? Thanks for tuning in. This is episode 78 of Super Nerd Palace.
1: Setenta y ocho!
2: I'm Andy Karaskuolo. I'm Stan Giderski. And I'm Chris Sampson. What's up, guys? How's
0: your week going?
1: Pretty good. Uh, it was actually Nick's birthday this past week.
0: Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Nick!
1: We spent... Happy birthday, Ooh. Nick! We spent...
0: Happy birthday! ...his
1: birthday watching Dragon Ball and playing fighting games, and... That
0: sounds pretty fucking amazing. Yeah,
1: and I... I I broke out, I broke out a special game that he didn't even know I had called, uh, Star Wars Masters of Kasi. I don't know if you oh ever heard of this. Oh my noticed. god. <laughs> this deep cut fighting game with all your favorites. How did you
0: not, how did he not know that you had it? Cause
1: any? I was saving it for a special moment. Uh. And that was that special moment where, where you can pick Luke Skywalker and never lose cause he is completely broken. <laughs> cause he is the only character with a lightsaber. But I did learn how to shoot the blasters. Which is it's literally quarter circle forward, fierce. So, so you you Hadouken. press it's pretty much the Hadouken. It's like a projectile. So you you'll press a button to pull out the melee weapon. So Han Solo pulls out his blaster, quarter circle forward, pew! It'll shoot, the game doesn't make any sense because it's like Tekken style. It's ring outs. So you can be fighting, like let's say Han Solo versus Boba Fett, and then you will just you can do a grab move, and Han Solo will just like throw Boba Fett like two feet. Off, off the ring, and it'll be like, Ring out, you win. I like, I don't believe Boba Fett in a million years will be like, Alright, you got me. Well,
2: <laughs> well, come on, come on. Boba Fett died because of a ring out, because he got thrown off or got his jetpack malfunction. <laughs> the only ring he out. He flew into Salt Lake Pit.
1: The one ring I mean, out in Star I mean, Wars. There's
2: arguments that he's still alive, but come on, he died from a ring out. Rip Boba Fett. Rip Boba
0: Fett.
1: Han Solo lost round one to a ring out when they put him in the, in the fucking cryo chamber. <laughs> Frozen and Carbonite—that was the first ring out. That was round one. Uh, that was round one, but you know yeah. there was only two rounds because Boba Fett did not get up after <laughs> after round two. Let me tell you,
2: uh, Han Solo—he died from a ring out and a KO in episode seven. Oh man,
1: spoilers! Wow. Rip. Spoilers. Rimpie Solo.
0: Damn.
1: How's everyone else this week? <laughs>
2: Oh, my week's been pretty good, preparing for PAX and Dragon and Baltimore. I, I blame the calendar because all the conventions are happening at Labor Day weekend, and it's kind of crazy. So yeah, I'll be going to PAX Prime like in less than two weeks, or not even maybe like a week and a half. It's crazy. I'm I, I'm really excited for PAX, but I was I was slightly more excited for Dragon con because the cosplay game in in Dragon's so real. But I'm really excited. Uh, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna try to sneak off and uh well at the at the behest of my boss he's like Chris you could just you're your exhibitor you can go in line out an hour early so at PAX I'm going to try to get in line to try up all all the crazy demos like like HTC and Oculus Rift and PSVR if they have that so They probably will.
1: If they have PSVR you got to go straight to that Batman.
2: Oh, my, did you see that viral video that it was like this Batman fan trying out Arc VR for the first time yeah, I saw and it. It was it was beautiful. I I wanna be that person. So hopefully they have it at at PAX.
1: Yeah.
0: That's awesome. Well, the beginning of my week started off with I was on, I was going to the beach and I catch up on some comics. You read Nightwing, right? I read Nightwing, I caught up to Walking Dead, I caught up to Red Hood and the Outlaws, I caught I caught up to a fucking shit ton of books.
2: Was this all in one week?
0: No, in a day.
2: Oh, Because you, you had like a two-hour, two yeah, it was hour drive, like a right?
0: two-hour drive to the beach and then a two-hour drive back.
2: Yeah, That's
0: so
1: prime reading time.
0: Hell yeah! So I just read a shitload of comic books. Cool. So uh, let's start off with some news. No one's doing sound effects this
1: week. News flash! <laughs> Bring out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with my least favorite bit of news right now. Metal Gear Survivor. Let's Survive. Survive. Metal Gear Survive, excuse me. Metal Gear. Metal Gear Survivor Australia. Australia. (laughs) See, if they did Metal Gear Survivor Australia, you never survive. You always lose.
2: (laughs) Spiders the size of her hand will kill you. So this game
0: (sighs) Okay, is taking
1: place. Post-Ground Zeroes, pre pre-Phantom Pain, (sighs) right? It is co-op stealth game that isn't going to be full-priced, according to Konami reps. And so this this seems to me like we are trying... Konami's saying, basically, we are trying desperately to keep this game alive, this franchise alive. We already have the Fox engine with where Koji pro toiled away on for however whoever knows how long so they're gonna use the same engine same time period grab a random bunch of grunts from mother base and throw them into the desert and you play as them or something and there's gonna be crystal zombies and Metal Gear I think I hope but I mean first of all this is problematic in terms of Metal Gear lore because I guarantee you, just based on the trailer alone, Big Boss wouldn't have left any of his men behind if he knew his men were going to survive. Yeah, he wouldn't have left anybody behind. That's just the the whole scene where you see uh, Big Boss and Miller like escaping on the helicopter, and the one soldier on Mother Base like reaching out for Big Boss. That wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Big Boss would not leave his men behind. He left because he figured it was the lost cause. Everyone was dead. He didn't see anybody around. He he. Jetted off. So that already breaks the lore for me. I don't care about wormholes and zombies and shit. That fundamental character, like, assassination of Big Boss over here. That man had honor. He would not have left anybody behind. Okay? Alright? Kill anybody, says. (laughs) That man stayed in (laughs) a hospital bed for eight months just to keep the dude next to him alive. Venom Snake. Look it up. All right, I'm sorry. It wasn't months; it was fucking years. He stayed in that bed.
2: Yeah, it was like eight years, right? Eight years in that hospital bed
1: (sighs) to protect the dude next to him. Sorry, I got riled up. I forget some
2: facts. No, 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 no. We, no, we. This, this. Your your words should be directly ported to Konami HR and reps right now because they need a stern talking to. It's even worse than the whole debacle about like this. Just totally, it's different. Story wise is so different. Like it's gameplay wise, how, how can you have like a stealth game with zombies? I mean, it it's, doesn't really. Uh, it's going uh. to
1: be, um, in my mind, when I picture it, I picture it when you're playing those missions in Phantom Pain where they have the um, like the zombie esque soldiers and the parasite units, which is the worst missions in Metal Gear Solid Five. So they're gonna turn all game into that. So prepare and you know sneak. Sneaking Around Zombies is a lot of fun.
2: Oh my gosh, it's the it's the biggest cop out ever cuz Kojima is so well known for crazy original esoteric high concept ideas in terms of gameplay and story. And then you have Konami here is like, "Oh, well, we have something wait, we need something to do with this IP. Let's grab in zombies. Let's make a Left 4 Dead/Umbrella slash Umbrella Chronicles uh Operation Raccoon City clone." And those and those games didn't do that. That well. worked so well
1: for Capcom, right? Yeah. <laughs> those exactly. Umbrella Core games.
2: I'm going to be real.
0: I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Operation Raccoon City, I love that game.
1: I know you love that game. I can't I tried. I I, on, I honestly tried. I just I could not could not with that game.
0: That game was so much fun.
1: You know what the Konami could have done is they could have called a Platinum and been like, "Guys, we need a Revengeance too." That
2: I would have loved that. That would have, have kept the dream on alive.
1: That. Not this bullshit Metal Gear Survive. Don't and that rhymes, so you can quote me on that. That's <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's the name of your that's your that's your next big statement. That's my
1: that's my biggest defense
0: right there. That statement. Uh, the credibility <laughs> is in the fact that it rhymed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I feel like this is just one big cop out. Uh, They don't have the brilliant mind of Kojima behind it, so they're not going to be able to pull this off. I feel like if Kojima was working on this project, it would still even be hard to pull off, but he'd do it.
1: This is glorified DLC expansion from Phantom Pain, like just bar none. It's going to be the same engine. It's going to be the same gameplay. I, I guarantee it, especially because of the fact that it's coming out next year. It's coming out 2017. So they essentially got a team together and threw together a scenario. Built it around the Fox engine, done.
0: (sighs) Good luck, Konami. And the thing is,
1: is is that they're they were probably too afraid to touch Big Boss or Snake, and that's why they went with the grunt soldiers because they figured, well, you know, no one cares about the grunt soldier, so let's make a game around them. Because if they try to do a new Big Boss storyline or anything, before this announcement, my bet would have been that they would have remade the original Metal Gear, because that that is where Metal Gear Solid Five was leading up to was big boss fighting solid snake in the original um msx nes game so i figured like you have the fox engine right you have the setup from five already and everyone wanted to see that happen but it didn't really happen right so just they could have done that and just completely read the remade the game they have the story they have the scenario they have the characters just doing the Fox Engine, and, boom.
0: And fans, including Stan, would have definitely bought into. I, I would have
1: one hundred percent be like, "All right, like fucking Konami, you're doing what I wanted to see anyway, so fine." This though, you can skip it. You can just be like, "Fuck that, this is making no sense." I, I will red box this game and play it in an afternoon. Bring it back the next day when I go pick up more cereal. <laughs> <laughs> that is the game plan for Metal Gear Survive right now. All right, afternoon red box. <laughs> Next day, go buy some bootios.
0: Konami <laughs> needs some bootios. because they're pretty booty right now.
2: Uh, yeah, Everyone, Hashtag fuck Konami's trending everywhere, <laughs> and a, uh, then they tried to or they they tried to do damage control, and they were not successful. So I don't know how they're gonna dig themselves out of this one.
0: All I can say is hashtag fuck Konami. Mm, mm, well,
2: mm. hashtag Kojima lives um, I don't know Kojima's off doing Death Stranding so
0: oh I can't wait for that fucking game oh God, even no. though that trailer makes no goddamn sense
1: that's the beauty of it though
2: <laughs> did Kojima respond or tweet anything I about know, nope. not. survive nope. no he's not gonna say this shit might. yeah no mm-hmm. definitely not. he's, he's a a too busy too important doing other greater things yeah
0: and too busy hanging out with Norman Reedus mm-hmm. this is true Anyway. Uh so the next bit of news, Zendaya got casted as Mary Jane. Which is cool. I like that casting. I don't know what I don't I don't
1: I don't see why people are complaining about it.
0: I mean, all I'm saying is she better dye her
2: hair red at least. At least. Yeah, there's been I I don't think, I don't know if it was related to I don't know if it was photoshopped or it was from another production she was in. But it was her, and her hair was straightened a little bit, curly, and it was dyed red, and she looks spot on, like an awesome MJ. So, I'm like, if she looks like that, I'm down. I'm down for it.
1: My my concern slash desire for Homecoming is that they cast a Gwen Stacy. That's it. I don't, you know, Mary Jane is fine, and I know that she's a central character to the Spider Man mythos, but you guys know how I feel about having Gwen Stacy in there because she's Peter's original. You know, her, his original, like, love. So, yeah. we need a Gwen Stacy in there. In, in any capacity, you know. I, I just... I don't want it to be a repeat of whether her.
0: Whether even if she gets mentioned, like, I'd be fine with that. No, I, I, need,
1: I need more than a mention. I need her to be front-center. Her, MJ, and Peter, like, it was meant to be before Gwen Stacy bit it. Bit the dust, you know what I'm saying? Because... Spider the Spider-Man trilogy with Tobey Maguire completely left her out until the very end of the Sp- last Spider-Man movie, 3. and
0: then they made her like Eddie Brock. And then
1: you know the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies I really liked because it it did feature Gwen Stacy as a central character. So I hope that they continue that and and they can transition it in this in the, in a future movie by having Gwen Stacy die and having MJ be the new love interest. But you got you got have them both in there, and 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 Harry Osborn.
0: Oh, yeah. We, the we need
1: the whole Spider-Man breakfast club over here. You can't just om- omit, like, certain characters. That's it.
0: I'm looking at this picture. in there right now. And uh, I think she looks pretty good. Yeah, she's going to be fine. She's, you
1: know, I I trust Marvel Studios with the casting of this movie. Like, and we've already seen, like, the Spider-Man stuff from Civil War, so we know it's going to be good. Yeah. It's in good hands. Noth- nothing to worry about here, folks.
0: Yeah, I don't know why people blow shit out of proportion for no reason. I mean, there's always... I guess no matter what, there's always going to be a hater or two. That's unavoidable, uh,
2: but... And we have Jane's Gunn to shut down the trolls. Um, he he did a lot of tweeting, and he wrote this really great Facebook post. You can find it on his Facebook page. Basically defending and breaking down why all the hate against Zedaya is wrong, and I really recommend it, you guys reading it. You know, it just... Marvel knows what they're doing. They've been doing this for what, like eight or nine years already and they know the stakes they know the, ca- the characters very well i just and just wait until the movie comes out to judge it so you know exactly
1: it. remember when everyone was up in arms that the stormtrooper was black and played by john boyega before, <laughs> before force awakens came out yeah and now like what the fuck like come on he was the he was one of the best characters one he one was my better, favorite character yeah. in star wars
0: next definitely- next to
1: ray and kylo
0: yeah, Kylo. And is, Poe Dameron. Kylo's up there. And
1: Han Solo. And Lou Skywalker. And General Leia. Rip and Han C3PO. Solo. And R2D2.
2: I'm still lighting <laughs> <laughs> a candle for Trader. I miss Traitor so much. I wish he I wish he was still alive. <laughs> uh traitor. Traitor! Traitor! <laughs> yeah. Rip Traitor. Hey, point is the point is Zedai is gonna make a great NJ, Spider-Man is gonna be a great movie. So shut up, trolls. Yeah, stop complaining. Please, just... Get over it. Yeah.
1: Meanwhile, we spent like 20 minutes complaining about Metal Gear. <laughs> but Konami's different, <laughs> alright? Konami sucks. Alright? That's Completely it. Completely different they, they, topic. They killed Silent Hill. They killed Castlevania. They turned Metal Gear into a zombie. And they fucking destroyed Suikoden. I'm done with them.
2: <laughs> Wait, what's left? What's left for them to destroy? You Is know, there anything uh, else?
0: They, they have... Actually, they've destroyed their second, their cushion, Yu-Gi-Oh. One of my friends, he's heavily into Yu-Gi-Oh. And uh, he's, he officially said he's done playing Yu-Gi-Oh and he's moving to Magic. Because Konami has this thing where they have like these decks that are worth like $400. And he keeps dropping the 400 because he's a professional player. So he keeps dropping the $400. And then like two months later, they ban the cards in his deck. And make it, like, unusable. Okay, well. So.
2: Well, well screw you, Konami. A bunch of trash monsters. Over
0: there. Konami's losing out on that, too. So. <sighs> all right, let's, let's, let's move on
1: before we get all Moving riled on. up again.
0: All right, Chris, you want to say the uh, Overwatch news?
2: Oh, hell yeah. Overwatch Watch 2016. So um, this past week, we, there's been a ton of video game announcements and news and trailers because it's gamescom 2016 related to overwatch we have two pieces of news so the first one they announced a brand new map called uh, eckenwald it's a german it's a giant german castle and a outlying classic german village and it's going to be a hybrid assault slash escort map so basically if you're attacking you have to escort this Giant medieval-looking battering ram throughout the town and into the castle, and if you're defending. You have to defend the castle, and it, the, the map looks beautiful, and it it's, it ties into the lore of the Crusaders and the Omnic Wars, where this castle was. Or it was the site of the epic battle between, uh, I guess, like one of Reinhardt's like ancestors or his family line or the Crusaders. And the entire robot army, the, the same robot race, quote unquote, that Bastion comes from. There was a huge epic battle, so you can see signs of that um, in the map where that you have like rusted, mossed over tanks and like machines sca- littering the map, and like parts of b- the buildings and the village are destroyed. And inside the castle, you have oh, God, I can't, I, I don't remember his name right now, but there's a guy, go- there's like a giant. A giant soldier in, like, Reinhard-esque armors, like, collapse, and he's he's sitting on the throne. It looks super cool. I'm really excited about this map. So, thoughts on the new map? I think it
1: looks great, and just visually, it's gorgeous. And I just, I can't wait to, like, batter the castle doors in and just blow shit up in there.
0: I know. And this uh, this map also has, like, the drawbridge. It's gonna have, like, this drawbridge where you have to like wait for the drawbridge to drop before uh the escort can go over which is fucking awesome so far i love everything they're doing with overwatch
1: i love all the free dlc and i honestly serious contender for game of the year like i don't want i don't want to get ahead but i mean it's only august but
0: but i love that it's not even dlc you don't even have to go to the store to purchase it it just comes in an update yeah
1: and and that's the best way because it doesn't split the the player base from who who had who downloaded it and who didn't who did, it. yeah
0: it's it's fucking awesome and it's a genius idea yeah keep it up blizzard
1: but give me more olympic skins in my goddamn loot boxes all right because I, I you know how many times i've opened up those boxes and i got some some stupid ass spray and voice line that's like olympic themed and no i want the goddamn skins all right <laughs>
0: Stands very passionate about these Olympic skins. Blizzard?
1: Yeah, because it's limited. It's limited time only. And I want that McCree with the American flag draped around the shoulders, because what the fuck? I don't even play McCree, but I want that so bad. <laughs> that skin right there. Like, I can't. And the and the um the Korean diva skin.
0: I didn't see the diva skin.
1: Yeah, I have the you know which one that I unlocked? The Genji Japanese like white and red skin. That that one's pretty dope. I know, but I don't play Genji, man. I want I, I want the the patriotism like looking McCree or at least D.Va.
0: I also like the uh the tracer that they have.
1: I like they have two tracers. Yeah. And one's like got the um the flag on her and the other one's got like the Olympic oh whatever. They look good. <laughs> they all look good. And they all look cool, but it's just I want I want the fucking McCree, man, got the American flag, you know, American dream on his
2: shoulders. Stan, how much time you have left before the olympic skins like run out I'm actually not
1: sure I'm not sure and i haven't been playing it cuz i've been like uh shotgunning no man's sky so i i, I got to get back to overwatch before those skins go away
2: well, i wish i i mean I, I wish they would just adopt a lol you know skin uh, purchasing system just buy the skins you want or at least let me have-
1: use coins to buy these olympic skins cuz they only come in loot boxes i got Thousands of coins just sitting there just waiting for waiting to be spent on these skins, but I can't. Huh. You know be cool? Trading system. Trade skins with other people.
2: Yeah, trade system would be great too.
0: Apparently it ends on the twenty-third.
2: Oh, okay, that's so you got Tuesday. two days. Oh, I
1: mean, I'm never gonna get that McCree skin. <laughs>
2: <sighs> Stan, you have like a little more than forty-eight hours. You can you can if you play enough, or you don't sleep. You drink on a liquid, or you have a liquid diet, and maybe like you, you can do this. You can. Ah, we'll see. We'll see. Is that is that it for news? Well, also part of Overwatch Watch 2016, uh, you have the last Bastion animated movie that came out a couple days ago. I really enjoyed it. It was like an eight minute long origin story for Bastion. It, it also ties in with the Eckenwald reveal. He wakes up in the forest, uh, beyond the castle. I really enjoyed it. it. It was like a mix of like Wally and Iron Giant. There's like no dialogue, but it's very cinematic. It's just um, Bastion getting familiar with his surroundings and making friends with that bird you see all the time, and giving them a the backstory and a connection. And then it also cuts to uh, Bastion getting flashes, like like PTSD, like he hears a woodpecker. Uh, pecking on a on a on a tree trunk, and it sounds like machine gun firing fire, and it starts like he goes into berserk mode and like mows down an entire tree line. It gave me a lot of feels. I always loved Bastion. I know Bastion gets a lot of hate or a lot of dislikes um, because he's so sometimes he's so overpowered, but. I really enjoyed the watching the backstory. I think it was wonderful, wonderfully well done. I really think the animators and the, everyone who's involved in any of the animated movie projects they should just make overwatch TV shows out of it like a full full-blown episodes or or even like something for Netflix that'd be that'd be so awesome.
0: So um we actually do have a bit of news Batman 66 oh, yeah. animated movie
2: Batman 66 so uh, <laughs> the crew is coming back Adam west,
1: Burt Ward Julian Nomar as Batman, Robin, Catwoman.
0: man I cannot wait for this shit gonna, it looks so good I am more excited about this than uh, Justice League Dark me too actually
1: I, I like that there's a new 66 adventure coming out like animated I think it's awesome.
2: I think the trailer is wonderful. It's it's wonderfully campy and it, it references itself and it just breaks the fourth wall. And it's just so campy. I love it. Ugh.
1: Is it it's so? Is it strange to to want a poignant ending in this in this animated <laughs> movie? like a, like a poignant send off to the '66 Batman. Like like some closure at the end of this because Adam West is like 80 plus years old. You know, like and the the Batman '66 comic book run ended a little while ago. So this is kind of like the last time we might get something like this, especially with Burt Ward and Adam West. I just I wanted to have like some sort of like, you know, whatever happened to Man of Tomorrow kind of like send off for for this version of the dynamic duo. Like that's what I'm hoping for. I, I want it to be, be like funny dope. and like campy like the original ones, but then I just want some sort of like closure you know like maybe batman like carries off the bomb into the sunset and then it blows up but he, you find him in france with julie Newmar, it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and so we're talking about batman 66 and dark knight rises
2: well the, the funny thing is like in the the end of batman 66 movie like it it's it ends exactly the dark knight rises like uh, Adam West Batman is carrying a giant cherry bomb, and he's just running it through town. And then, you know, in ba- Dark Knight Rises, dude, Christian Bale flies off the bomb from the city. So it all—it's all—it's really, all the same movie. <laughs> Let's face it. Yeah. But yeah, this this movie's gonna be awesome.
1: Yeah, I think this movie's gonna be amazing. I can't wait. I'm I'm so excited for this. Uh, is that it for news?
2: Yeah. That's oh, it. Wait. Oh, wait,
1: hold on. We got breaking
2: news.
1: Just in. Boom Studios is releasing a new ongoing this fall called WWE Now, Then, Forever. It's an ongoing wrestling comic book about the WWE wrestlers.
0: That's pretty fucking awesome.
1: That's great. It's not like the other wrestling comics that have been coming out where it tries to get super meta or... The old WWE comics from like the 90s where they tried to go super supernatural. Like, I don't know if you ever read these, but there was like the Undertaker comic where he was fighting Kane in hell and shit, which, which was cool, but like. This is going to be actual, like, wrestling. This is going to be, like, them going into the storylines in the ring, like, coming up with new storylines. Having, like, actual wrestling matches and, like, doing backstage shit. So, like, a comic book version of the stuff you'd see on TV. That's fucking awesome. I can't wait. The first issue is going to deal with the, um like, it's going to do the secret history of, like, why the Shield broke up, like, backstage. You see, like, you know, um Seth Rollins doing doing deals with Triple H and shit. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. For this series, that was my secret breaking news that I wanted to, <laughs> <laughs> wanted to bring up. But yeah, <laughs> you guys know it's well documented awesome. that I've been like itching for a good like wrestling comic book. Oh yeah, like I've been like because I used to read the, the the wrestling ones in the '90s. I used to like, I had I had like issues of the Undertaker series, the mini. So I've been ever since then. I but shot, to have
0: like a, an actual ongoing, which is like actual.
1: Yeah, and and they tried with WWE Superstars that ongoing, but it tried to turn it into like it tried to make them real, like real people, like in the streets. Like Daniel Daniel Bryan was re, was like leading a revolution or something. Like Triple H was like the mayor or some shit. Like it the didn't. It's like what? It's kind of stupid. So I like that they're going for like a no, a no like fantastic. I'll, like take on it or just like we're gonna go into like the actual wrestling yeah because that's what I've been wanting so I'm happy it's finally happening
0: well yeah It's gonna be pretty awesome
2: well when is that release
1: in the fall I'm not sure a specific date but
2: well we'll we'll be well informed
0: yeah, when that you, release you'll be
1: well informed when that comes out because I will I will definitely be reading it Hope it's good. Crossing my fingers, but
0: awesome, awesome, excellent. Well, Chris, cool. time to yep. go into your topic.
2: Hell yeah! So, uh, this past weekend on Friday, uh, the nineteenth, uh, Laika, the American animation studio most well known for their fantastic stop motion movies such as Coraline, uh, Paranorman, and Box Trolls, they came out with their latest movie called uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. If you must blink, do it now. Pay careful attention to everything you see. No matter how unusual it may seem. If you look away, even for an instant, then our hero will surely perish.
0: Time to follow my own path. My name is Kubo. This is my story. Your magic is growing stronger, but when we grow stronger, the world grows more dangerous.
2: And my gosh, this was. This is probably one of my favorite summer movies ever. Because uh, uh, I don't—I mean, I, I don't know how you guys felt about this summer this summer's movies. I think they're—it's been kind of lackluster. I don't know. But I think Kubo and the Two Strings is an amazing release, and I recommend everyone to watch it. Uh, the reviews have been nothing but great. I think it placed fourth in the box office this weekend. Um, so I re I, I feel like I actually, and when I went, when I went to the theaters, I saw there wasn't a lot of people there, which kind of disappointed me. I, I think this movie deserves all the praise and it's just so wonderfully animated and crafted and beautiful. And it's just, it was, it's just a spectacle of design and sound and imagery in the beginning of the movie, the main character Kubo, his first line is if you blink do it now and that mo- that piece of dialogue it describes like exactly the way you should come this movie just uh, you just it, the movie does such a amazing job of like never letting your attention waver or wander like, there's always it's like it's beautifully paced there's a beat that keeps you drawn in and consumed and invested in the entire time and I cannot I, I just it's just so freaking good. So to give a quick synopsis, Kubo the Two Strings is about this young boy named Kubo and his mom and him fled to safety on this island. And as a, as a child, there's this evil villain called the Moon King that steals his eye for reasons un, un, unknown in, in the beginning of the film. So the, for the most part, for most of his life, he spends his time. In a relatively peaceful, uh, but slightly troubled uh, existence on this island with his mother, he makes his living as a storyteller. Um, so he carries around this magical shima sense, like this traditional Japanese instrument, and and he has this crazy ability to tell stories. And when, and when he does, he can manipulate paper to become alive and to form like self-shaping and self-moving origami creatures and figurines so in terms of an animation standpoint it is spellbinding to watch um so he has that power and then all of a sudden he awakens evil spirits and then he's on the run so the the rest of the movie he's on the run from the moon king and he has he's been he's helped out by two spirits or two characters. There's the monkey, who's played by Charlize Theron, and uh, the beetle, who's played by Matthew McConaughey, and uh, Kubo he, himself, he's played by Art Parkinson. So he's uh, Rick and Stark from Game of Thrones. So they they're traveling around the world uh, trying to trying to find this mystical set of armor that belonged to his father. Um, to defeat the moon king there's the story it's simple but yet really complex there's a lot of layers and in terms of, of thematics it it talks a lot about like the power of storytelling and the power of family and compassion and like learning to forgive and it's a it's a there's something for everyone oh my god it's just so beautiful and the music the music i cannot understate how amazing the music is after I saw the movie, I could not stop ranting to the people, my friends that I saw it with, uh, how amazing like, the, the, the music is. It's like, there's a mix of orchestra scores, but there's a ton of like traditional Japanese uh, shimasen and, and elements, and it, it fuses this amazing collision of art and sound, and, and especially during the end credits, I, I highly recommend you staying it, because um, not always it's visually... Impressive, but they also do this incredible cover or rendition of the famous Beatles song "While My Guitar Gently Weeps," and they, they do it with uh, orchestra and Sen and, and like amazing vol- vocals as well. I cannot stop saying good things about this, uh, so just go out and see the movie. And uh, one last uh, cool fact: uh, my friend Raven, she was mentioning this before, but there's this one scene where. They're trying to get this mystical sword from this giant skeleton guardian. And apparently it broke records for like the largest stop motion production ever. Like this skeleton uh, uh, when you look at the set production is actually like 7 or 8 feet tall. And what they did with this this particular scene for a stop motion animation, it just pushes the envelope and um, I, I, I applaud Laika for just keeping stop motion animation alive and just pushing into new boundaries and um, I really wish more animation studios would explore stop motion animation I don't really see that a lot in like big Hollywood style productions like I think the closest thing I've seen that's still alive and rampant is like you have like a bunch of uh, individual YouTubers like Counter 656, where they do stop motion animation. What well, they do with really high quality figurines, like they make like Dragon Ball Z stop motion animation films with, with action figures, and it looks just as impressive as like a Leica film or like a like a, straight from the anime. But I like that's something I would like to see more out of Hollywood. But So go out, go see Kubo and the Two Strings. I give it uh, 10 out of 10 Shima Sens. Cool. Shit. I wanna see it. Yeah,
0: I've been dying to see that movie yeah. myself. Um I was actually gonna bring that up, the the same fact that you brought up about this breaking records for uh, the largest stop motion figure. But um yeah. I I I really love all the stop motion stuff and yeah. I fucking loved Coraline, so
1: Coraline was great. Coraline was an amazing Nightmare movie. before Christmas. Nightmare
0: before Christmas. Course Brat. Uh, I mean that's
1: nightmare before christmas is one of my favorite movies like ever
0: nightmare before christmas is probably my top 10 favorite movies
1: great halloween movie great christmas movie
0: and it gets played in movie theaters both you both times
1: you get a two for one special on that one so awesome. yeah i can't wait to watch it thanks thanks chris thanks
0: chris yeah they're pro- yeah definitely all right let's move on to some quick
2: comic polls <laughs> hell yeah
0: Andy has nothing this
2: week Shit! Well, you, you read all the comics in a, in, in a day, so I, I think you're pretty you caught looking up.
1: Looking
0: forward to to start reading, um, Titans. Oh yeah, Titans comes out this Titans week.
1: three. They're still hunting down Doctor Manhattan. That's that's the plot line. Um, <laughs> it's the only DC Rebirth one that's still directly uh, acknowledging and building on the DC Rebirth special. You have uh, Wally West, Nightwing, and friends trying to unravel the mystery of what happened to the DC universe. And so that's what's going on in Titans. I'm currently reading it. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it for so long. Um, but right now it's still holding my interest, so... Um, I'm also looking forward to... Oh, I'm going to use that term lightly. Action Comics 962 <laughs> is also coming out Wednesday. Answer Man is still fighting Doomsday. He's been doing it since issue one. So I'm, I'm tired. Um... I don't know if I'm gonna keep following Super Action Comics. I might. What I might do is I might just exclusively follow Superman, and then once we start ticking closer to a thousand, I might switch to Action Comics so I can like get it at the thousand point. But I'm, I just I want to read Action Comics because Lex Luthor's in it. Yeah. But they're fucking shitting on Lex Luthor every chance they get. <laughs> they're, the, Superman's running off to like do all the cool stuff, and they, he leaves Lex Luthor behind to like clean up. Like, he's the janitor.
0: And I guess, in the eyes of Superman, you need to start low.
1: I guess. But even, like, in Superwoman, same shit. Like, they just shit on Lex Uthor. And it's like, he's trying to be a hero. And how is he going to be a hero if every hero is, like, shitting on him? It's like if, if Vegeta was like, I'm going to be a hero now. And Goku's like, fuck you, you're an asshole. And then, like, everyone else is like, you're an asshole too. You know what we do? He turned Majin and he just murder everyone. He wouldn't care. There would be no redemption at the end of the Majin Buu arc for Vegeta cuz he'd be like fuck you guys. And Lex Luthor's going on the same path. And you know what? If he turns into a supervillain again, I don't blame him and I'm just, instead I'm gonna blame multi-heroes DC universe. Y'all should be ashamed <laughs> of yourselves. Anyway, um, Batgirl number 2 is coming out also um, I don't like her her new crush um She should still be with Luke Fox, and I don't know why they broke them up. I think that's a stupid narrative decision, but whatever. She's still in Japan. Um, She's backpacking across Asia, and she's going to start learning MMA as of issue two, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, What else? We already talked about Titans. Uh, I got something else, I think. Hold on. Check it really
0: quick.
1: Star Wars twenty two comes out. Um, not sure if I want to continue reading it. I I know I said I would try to stick with it till twenty five, but I, I think I'm just gonna bail out now and just collect the Obi Wan issues that come out every arc, you know, in between every arc, and then Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number eleven. Um, they just cl- they just rounded out the Mole Man arc, where Mole Man was was trying to be a nice guy and date scroll Girl, but Squirrel Girl didn't want it. <laughs> and they, they did that whole arc where she was trying to do some online dating, but that didn't work out pretty well. And now that arc's over, so Eleven's going to be a one-shot, and they're going to go after that into the next arc. But
2: Nice. Cool beans. Um, I'm really excited for Wacky Raceland number three. Again, more shenanigans with Hanna-Barbera, Wacky Racers meets Mad Max. Uh, this issue... Uh, the racers are at the Pacific Ocean, and they get into shenanigans like this giant earthquake and tsunami that separates the entire party. So, uh, I I just love this. I just love everything about this this series. So, uh, I'm all for it. Uh, other other than that, there's not much other I'm looking at. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Except for Titans two uh, or three. I'm sorry, uh, but yeah, Raceland and Titans. That's for me.
0: Sweet, cool.
1: Um... Do you have a topic this week?
0: I do have a topic this week.
1: I don't really have a topic, but I just want to mention really quickly the books that I read last week. Uh, Superman 5 is really good. It's still good. They went to hell on the moon, more (laughs) or less. Um, (laughs) um, Turns out Batman has a secret Batcave on the moon. What the fuck? (laughs) What? That's I what, mean, he
2: needs to have a Ford operating base when Darkseid boom tubes, like, right next to Earth. So, he has the moon. Yeah, he's got, so, like, um... I don't
1: know. So, there's a secret, secret Batcave on the moon that, on the moon that Superman that knows legal? about. Is that legal? It's Batman,
2: right? <laughs>
1: Nothing about Batman is legal, okay? Anyway, a secret Batcave on the moon. Superman knows about it. Uh, Superman and Jonathan fight Eradicator on the moon. Um, Eradicator eats Superman. And Lois Lane pilots a bat mech called the Hellbat suit and she fights eradicator also and then um yeah it's 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 a crazy issue <laughs> superman superman is the, the craziest fucking thing that i'm reading like on the regular it just this
0: sounds like like a plot to doom
2: yeah it's just like pretty much and it's, it's, it's like every anime trope mashed up into a, a superman comic and it sounds amazing it's great
1: It's just like, oh, Eradicator just ate Superman on the moon. What's going to happen? Oh, his wife is going to get in a fucking giant Batman robot and and beat him up.
0: Stan, this comic series, this comic series of Superman might do what you've been wanting to do for the past, like two years and yeah. we'll just convert me into superman
1: to read a suit super- yeah you should definitely i think jonathan is your into like liking something that's superman related because there's just a, a couple of pages where lois lane in the bat suit and jonathan are teaming up against eradicator and she's like she's like punching the shit out of eradicator like leave my son alone and it's just like
2: it's it's, it's some good shit like it's really good i like it a lot um, and I'm I'm super pleased that this is the first appearance of the Hellbat in the the DC rebirth universe because it's not the first time it was it, it made its first appearance in like Batman and Robin and some I think one of the justice League well, basically the Hellbat is a this it's this mech suit that all the justice Leaguers help help build in order to, to take on like super like god level threads like Darkseid or whoever and it's just like this giant it looks – Stan uh, explained it before in a perfect way. It, it looks like a Square Enix Play Arts Kai mecha, and it's, like, black and red, and it's so dope, and, oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's – man,
1: Superman is, is so good. It's so – it's surprising me every time it comes out. Like, I don't expect it to be as good as it is, but it's always so really good. And, yeah, man, I think next issue they're going to wrap up the Eradicator stuff and move on, but – it's gonna be hard to top <laughs> but i i actually i have faith in the creators i think they're going in a good direction with the super rain books they clearly um, know what the fuck they're doing. yeah it's it's super entertaining um i want to warn everybody about batgirl and the birds of prey um, issue one came out last week and i picked it up and they really don't do a good job about uh depicting barbara's character they it, she has top billing. It's a bit, literally Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, but they treat her like the dumbest character in the book. No lie. The dumbest character. There is um, several moments in the book where Black Canary has to explain something to Batgirl about like some sort of detective reasoning or whatever. Um, there's a moment where she's freaking out. Barbara's freaking out and, and is starting to accuse the Huntress as being Oracle and it's up to Black Canary to explain to her why that doesn't make any goddamn sense. (laughs) And for some reason it's not like Barbara doesn't get it. And then there's a moment on the very next page where they're trying to go, um, sneak somewhere and Barbara's making too much noise, and Black Canary literally has to put her ma- her hand over Barbara's mouth and t- to shut her up for making noise because they're sneaking. Like she doesn't know how to do that. And then, two panels later, while they're spying on on two people, Barbara's cell phone goes off and starts ringing and blows their cover.
2: <laughs> wow! <laughs> All
1: this shit is going on in this book in the in the course of several pages. I just I've never seen Barbara. Depicted as a bigger idiot than this book, and like I would, for some reason they decide like you know what let's make the Killing Joke movie look good. <laughs> let's <laughs> make Barbara as a complete oaf, and it, it made it was I was angry reading it because it was just so it was so not her character, and we we and you and I were just talking about like the way that they ruin her character in other books that aren't like. We're gonna go
0: into that in a minute. Yeah, that's my topic.
1: (laughs) Okay. And then I was like, yeah, it's so weird how whenever uh, Batgirl or Barbara appears in someone else's book or someone else's movie, she's depicted as not like this total badass superhero detective that she always is. And it's always only in her main books that, that she's depicted that way. And then all of a sudden, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey come out. And they're like, you know what? Black Canary is apparently better than Barbara at everything. And Barbara just doesn't know what the fuck's going on. And how the fuck did she last all these years as Batgirl, as Oracle, as Batgirl again, and didn't know how to silence her goddamn cell phone before they went on a stakeout? <laughs>
0: like, huh? It's fucking mind-boggling.
1: What? And Bar- and uh, Black Canary tries to play it off. He's like, oh, Barbara's so emotional because someone is pretending to be the Oracle. Someone was pretending to be Batgirl in Batgirl, like, last year. Yeah. And she did just fine. And so now we're made to believe that because someone's using the Oracle name now that she's supposed to be, like, so, like, emotional or whatever that she's just ass at her job out of, out of the blue. It's like not making a good case for why Batgirl should not only be Batgirl, but why she should be leading the Birds of Prey. Because from what I'm reading, it should be Black Canary and not Batgirl. It just doesn't make any sense. If you're a Batgirl fan, pass on Birds of Prey and just read Batgirl. All
0: right, well, <laughs> that that kind of segues on to mine. Um, so while I was reading Catching Up to Nightwing, I actually didn't read issue three yet. But as far as issue one and two go... Um, So it picks up that Dick Grayson is secretly working for the Council of Owls. He's doing this because they, they like put a bomb into Damien, but now he was able to take the bomb out of Damien. And now he's just like using him to gather information. So they send him on this mission to Russia. So before he goes to Russia, he, uh, he goes sees Barbara because everyone's like, well, we know you, you want to see Barbara. So go see her. Like, let her know. Uh, Dick talks to her and they're making like this, this crazy, like weird, like love connection between the two. And I'm like, all right. Well, this is something we've seen before, but she's, this is before she goes to Asia. So she's with, um, with uh lucius's son luke. luke and so that's one thing first off like she's with luke but she's trying to like get with dick mm-hmm. so it's like all right that's a that's a little weird whatever so then um a few like pages later he's in russia and he calls barbara because barbara like tells him to get him to to bring her back a gift As, like, his way to, like, survive Russia or whatever. So, he calls Barbara. And Barbara's like, yeah, I'm in Asia now. And he's like, wait, I was talking to you, like, yesterday. And you told me... You didn't tell me that you were leaving for Asia. She was like, yeah, it must have slipped my mind, whatever. So, they plan to meet up in Asia. And, uh... I don't know what the fuck happens, but Dick gets too caught up in his mission to go see Barbara and there's a panel of like Barbara calling him and texting him on why he didn't show up to their date so of course I had to show Stan and uh me and Stan got into this heated conversation about why they do this
1: yeah I don't understand it's just like they're trying to constantly pair Barbara up with like whoever the the male like character is at the moment you know and it's so weird because when Barbara was dating Luke in the Tar, Fletcher, Cameron run, um, they tried to do the love triangle between Luke, uh, Dick, and Barbara. And Barbara was like, you know, Dick, you're not – your head's not here. You know, you're you're basically not ready for a mature relationship. And so she was the one that was just like, I'm going to be with Luke because of whatever. So for, for that to, like, just happen in Nightwing is just kind of – bizarre. It's kind of like they're just doing whatever they want with Barbara's character. And, like, Barbara's, like, super popular again because of the Burnside, uh, run, right? So, like, she's, like, all popular again, and she's, like, everywhere. She's got two ongoings and stuff, and that's super great, right? But they're not... really using her the way they should be I using think they
0: her. need to cut the shit on the contradictions and console each other before using Barbara in any other book. Yeah, because it's, too, it's super inconsistent. It just doesn't make any sense, right? It makes it... Like, for some reason,
1: somebody at DC decided that Barbara's main character trait is that she's dumb, and then she's constantly after, like, someone's dick.
0: Yeah, so, like, my whole thing was... I was I was really confused, because I know Stan was telling me that she got this new love interest in Asia, and blah, blah, Potential, blah. Potential, which so is then, so stupid. So then I'm reading Nightwing, yeah. and, like, she's in Asia, and she still wants dick. Can we just have a Barbara who's not trying to get with anybody, like,
1: or presented as, like, lusting after anybody? Like, can we just have a cool, independent Barbara, you know, like... I don't know, like the, her previous run in in the pre rebirth New Fifty Two Batgirl series, I felt did the character justice. Like it was really good, and like she had love interests, but she, it was it, that was never the central part of her character. Like my one criticism about the the new 52 batgirl series is that there wasn't enough luke and barbara it was always barbara on herself doing whatever and i and there was these scenes where they were together dating or whatever and i just like i wanted to see more of that and now like as soon as this is done now it's just like oh who's you know who's bf of the week now for barbara you know it's just like i don't like and it's never presented in a way where she seems to be the one like initiating or like In control, it's always like she's wanting, like, Dick, and Dick is, like, too busy for her or some shit like that, you know? Like, it's like the same thing from the Killing joke where she wanted Bruce. And Bruce was like, okay, no, can't do it. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I mean, me and Stan talked, and I don't know. I don't think she's the right love interest for Dick right now. Yeah. However, maybe if he, like, finally gets over whatever the fuck he's going through. He can go with Barbara he, and have a normal goddamn relationship. He's going through some shit. He's always going through some crazy ass shit. Yeah, I know. I think some of the shit he goes through is crazier than Batman. Yeah. Like, he was like a fucking spy for the, for like, this other agency. He comes back, now he needs to buy, be a spy for the Court of Owls, but as Nightwing. Like, what the fuck?
1: We're, we're like so concerned about Batman's troubled children. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Batman got your family together! <laughs> Batman's just too big. Be- right now he's. I don't know. Batman's too busy being a paranoid Batman. You know, like I mean, Batman's naturally a paranoid person, but he's being even more so. So, like, he's over here in Detective Comics, he's building a Batman tra- uh, boot camp. Oh, an all star Batman and Robin, you know, the entire state. Is after him because he. It's like uh, it's it's like that movie with Bruce Willis, like sixteen blocks. He's escorting Harvey Dent across the state, and everyone has like everyone's out out to get him because Two Face put a giant bounty, as well as um, uh, he has dirt on literally everyone. So even Alfred portrays Batman, oh uh, because like it's crazy. Yeah, this is all issue one of All Star Batman and Robin, where um, or I'm sorry, All Star Batman, where uh in the beginning Batman's supposed to take two-face slash Harvey to this one particular place Harvey contacted Batman saying I can end two-face once for all get me to this place and we'll be done but two-face secretly has this giant giant information network where as Harvey Dent he set it up to make uh fighting crime easier but as two-face he has dirt on literally everyone in uh in Gotham City so every crime boss every private citizen so uh not only he has the dirt on people but if if they kill Batman and free two-face two-face will wire the the one person accumulated financial resources of the top 5 uh crime lords in Gotham City which is an absurd amount of money uh, so, I mean, this, like, Two-Face has manipulated Alfred to, to shoot down the Batplane from the from the cave, and it's like, holy shit, what's going on? And then in, in uh, Batman, uh, with um, uh, Tom King and Finch's run, basically, Gotham City's tearing itself apart because uh, Hugo Strange and Psycho Pirate, uh, they're teaming up, and they're basically turning uh, Gotham and Gotham Girl, like, these Basically, these two heroes who have super level Superman level powers uh, against the city. So, uh, in the current issue of uh, or Batman number five, uh, Gotham goes completely apeshit, and he's he's trying to level the entire city of Gotham, and and Batman is just. Batman it, like Batman's situation was so dire. He had to call the entire Justice League to help him out, and the, this Gotham guy took a single-handedly, single-handedly took out the entire Justice League by himself. That's crazy. And yeah, so Batman has his own troubles to deal with, but I don't know. Dick's situation sounds pretty dire as well. So
1: They really need to sit down and have a bat family meeting. Like it's it's been
0: a while. They yeah, didn't have a meeting. I mean, even in like the newest nightwing issue, like dick goes to like you know get a second opinion on his plan and he's like bruce am i doing the right thing and then bruce is like no offense but i don't got time for your shit like i i appreciate you coming to me but you're your own man so whether if i think they're right or wrong if you go through it um, shit happens and like walks away and i'm like question
2: ah. question is bruce wayne is bruce wayne a, a worse dad than goku
0: nobody's the
2: worst dad than Uh, Goku nobody's the worst dad
0: well there is this one funny scene where um it's like right before that where Damien and and Batman are sparring and like Nightwing happens to come in the cave while this is going down and then he sees Damien getting his ass handed to him and he's like Damien he always blocks right and punches left like immediately after and right after Damien like makes Bruce bleed
1: I'm surprised that they never they've never done a Bat Family team book where it's Batman, Damien, uh, Red Robin, Nightwing, Red, Red Hood, Hood, Batgirl, Batwing. Batwing, Huntress, and they were one team and they all work together. Like how dope would that be Batman. if they had the complete Bat Family together?
0: And that's that that would be a great title for it. The Bat Family.
1: Yeah, and it's just like they have The whole Bat family is out there, but they're all, like, off doing their own things in, like, different parts of, like, the DC Universe and different teams and, like, different... They have their own problems or whatever. And, like, you can get the Justice League together any day of the week, right? Batman's got a fucking speed dial on his phone to call in the Justice League at a moment's notice. How come there's no Bat family analog where it's just, like, get the crew together... We're, we're suiting up tonight, and you see them all walking down the street like the warriors in that that <laughs> '70s film. <laughs> Where just they all have
2: matching vests, and they're all just like walking down the street.
0: That'd be fucking awesome.
2: Well, the Bat Family Warriors movie has to be a thing now. <laughs> it's just like it's all their like cowl's and all their like like pants, but then
1: just like the vests and like vest? just like bare arms and just like.
2: You could also in- integrate like elements of Arkham City where you know like you have a two-face gang, Wheeler gang, joker gang. Well, oh, the well the then baseball then theories
1: are the jokers. Oh, that. That's the joker gang, right?
2: Oh damn. <sighs> oh.
1: where's my Bat Family Warriors? That's what I want.
0: I don't know, maybe if DC listens to us they'll uh, they'll do it. But yeah, that's pretty much the end of my topic. Then we're done. That's all. Woo. That's all she wrote. This is the end of episode 78 of Super Nerd Pals. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, you can catch us at supernerdpals.com or iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play. Oh, we're fucking all over. Just Google us. Rate,
1: review, share. Those three things. Do it. Tell your friends. Four things.
2: Join our join our Facebook group. Five Stay. things.
1: Facebook.com slash group
2: slash supernerdpals. We are so close to 400 members. We're almost I there. We're like, so I think we're like two people away, which is which is awesome. Very very so cool. tell so tell your join friend, us.
0: Tell your friend Bobby or Susie, yo, join this shit. Tell Carl to join.
2: Our community is really great. Uh, we, all, we all post uh, news and memes and awesome stuff. So check it out. Be part of the community. Uh, you can also be part of the community on Twitter. So you can find us uh, on Twitter at Super SuperNerdPals.
0: You can find me on Twitter at SweetJustice1. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Stan Doom.
1: Uh, I just want to do a quick plug. I started uh, writing again. I have a full review up for No Man's Sky, and you can find that on my website, stanwrites.com. See what I rated it, and if you should play it. I'm going to be honest. It's, it's a lot about what I said last week, just extrapolated upon. So check it
2: out. High production value. Got shiny images and stuff. It's great. I love it. Thank Good you. job, Stan. Thanks. Yeah, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Kyo Ninja. Tr- uh, whoa, wow, I'm tired. <laughs> you can find <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Kyo Ninja for Hire. That's K Y O Ninja for Hire.
0: Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for listening. Catch you next week.
2: Peace out.